0: Good evening. And now, The Inspirational Quarterly. Welcome to The Inspirational Quarterly, where we read through the book Starcraft Ghost Nova by USA Today bestselling author Keith R.A. DeCandido. I am Cara Ellison, and this is Davey Readin.
1: Hello, it's me, Davey Reiden. How are you doing today, Kara?
0: I'm doing good. I heard it's very warm where you
1: are. Oh boy. Fun times. Fun. Um, Yeah. Fun times. Uh, But that's why I have the uh, comforting embrace of Keith R.A.D. Candido's work to uh, keep me nice and relaxed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And and you're at
0: page 111, which is a special number.
1: And speaking of special, we got a special email here from a sixty-three-year-old woman who has been uh, telling <gasps> her friends about the podcast. And uh, oh my gosh. no, 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 I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, we, uh, we did not get any emails from from any sixty and up influencers. Uh, I wish we had, but still, still nothing there. So, uh, if if uh, st- st- standing offer continuing continuing standing offer for those 60 and up listeners to uh, hit us up and tell us about your experiences with, with the podcast. No, sorry, nothing yet. Um, but we will keep you, uh, we will keep you uh, on the watch on the lookout for that in a, in a new segment coming every, every, every episode of this podcast. Uh, How
0: could we make watch? ourselves more appealing to our 60 and over listeners? I don't know. <sighs> should we should we, definitely we, think
1: we, the problem is we can't you can't do that on up you can't start that on episode 21 right <laughs> yeah you know it's gonna be always appealing <laughs> anybody who's anybody who's at episode nobody's 21 episodes in thinking i'll, I'll see how this goes i'll see what I <laughs> yeah you know
0: they're all I, listening on you're, the end of it their seats not. about you
1: could go we could go back and edit, you know, some 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 material into earlier episodes. I suppose.
0: Yeah, like the senior section, where we yeah, just like, edit that in.
1: Yeah, senior news. Senior yeah. news. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, senior
0: Starcraft news. I don't, know what, news. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that would be. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so we did. We did kind of leave off at the incredible revelation that you could just run a magnet over a haystack uh, therefore
1: finding the needle <laughs> i don't know about you i didn't know that i mean it doesn't that seem was like a good solution it just doesn't
0: seem like that would work to that me. could
1: be a great piece of trivia in our senior news segment of, yeah. uh, of the podcast
0: senior news did you know D-
1: yeah one weird facts that will shock you <laughs>
0: yeah or like senior news is is should senior news just be like you know things that are like are you know this useful facts or something i don't know sure useful. i mean to be honest with you i feel like senior people are mostly giving out useful facts right oh, so well, that's
1: that's that's the point the point is that this is useful useful facts for you to go to your family you know family gatherings your children yeah. or your grandchildren or whatever and be able to sort of you know regale them with these with these fun little tidbits
0: well right? let's look out for useful facts that keith imparts today
1: Great. perfect I'm, yeah. I'm ready for keith's wisdom today okay um, we are on page 111 and uh and Mal has just pointed out to Larry that uh that you can you can uh vacuum a a, a needle out of a haystack with a magnet.' With a, magnet. <laughs> a
0: really, really strong magnet and um a needle <laughs> that is made of the appropriate
1: materials. <laughs> any magnet, any needle, any haystack of any size it works 100 of the time hoover that shit straight out um yeah so that was a great that was a great little piece of information so anyway uh we are uh uh, mal points that out and then larry goes hey yeah that would work and then says okay so what do you need and now we're here we get back into the actual story of it all right starcraft ghost nova page 111 uh, okay, so what do you need? Anybody who's been attacked but left no marks. Or a DB that's bleeding out the eyes. Or just people being assaulted by a little girl who you wouldn't normally expect to get assaulted by a little girl. What is the DB? Dead body, probably. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 But, like, who expects to get assaulted by a little girl? I, I don't know who smaller gets assaulted girls. by a little girl. Yeah, smaller girls.
1: Sm- tinier, tinier, more pathetic girls.
0: Teenier, yeah. Obviously. I guess so. I mean, I don't really see many little girls responsible for stabbings or anything, so.
1: Also, anyway can I, can I just say, these are three wildly different um, prompts that yeah. Mal has given Larry here. Like, with with so little relationship to one another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Attacked but left no marks, or bleeding out of the eyes. Right, those are no, that's,
0: extremely
1: yeah. far apart from one another in terms of what we're looking for. Yeah, right? definitely. Or uh, people assaulted by a little ass- girl. Yeah. <laughs> right, people assaulted by a little. Not just this. Specifically, people who you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, and then and then the question is, does the girl have? You know, if they have marks. If they've been attacked with marks left, but they were assaulted by the little girl, does that fall into his criteria? Probably not, because he's saying or each of these, right? Yeah. So Larry, Larry has to dig through an incredible amount of stuff here, presumably, yeah. to yeah. find this for This this very very broad uh, <laughs> piece of piece of information. Um, uh, Larry says, "Yeah, okay, give me a day." Mal smiled. He knew he could count on Larry. So who'd you crack off this time? Shrugging, Larry said, The captain. He wanted me playing bodyguard for a Turk shipment from the Heights. I told him to go flick himself, so he put me on a desk. You know, Larry, you could just take the money and be done with it. Larry shook his head, then folded his arms over his chest. Nope, can't do it. Took an oath. (laughs) Shaking his head, Mal got up. You're nuts. You know that? Whatever. He went back to watching UNN. So Larry is like, has a moral, has, has like a moral compass here.
0: Yeah. Right? It's is that, really is that... weird.
1: Yeah. The moral compass it... to sit here watching TV. Because and...
0: he's not like doing his job. <laughs> he's no, he's just not. Like... He's,
1: he's yeah. literally, he's literally just going back to watching TV when Mal has just said, I need, he didn't have nothing else to do. Yeah, and he isn't going to do anything else. But goddamn it, he took an oath. Exactly. Right. Well, you know, I he's guess always that very, pretense. He's also very stupid because he is he, quite. Yeah, because he believed the magnet thing for,
0: <laughs> his, for that reason only.
1: For that, for that one reason only. For his own insane reasons, Larry Fonseca kept to his oath to keep the peace and uphold the law. Larry, that's not what you're doing right now. (laughs)
0: He's watching Handy Anderson's latest.
1: Larry, I don't know how to break it to you, man. You're you're not doing that. That's not, it's not a part of what's going on here. Uh, He was also as good a cop as they came. Doesn't speak, doesn't speak very highly of cops, I suppose. Uh, so he always knew what was going on on his patrol, and was always willing to cooperate with a fellow officer, even one who'd been transferred to the confeds, which made him a more useful resource than anyone else in the gutter. Is this just like really is is Larry terrible, or is everybody else that much worse? Right? Like <laughs> I mean, Mal, yeah, maybe Mal he's... is already Mal is already pretty fucked, and then Larry is like. And everybody else is just cascading tears of bad at their job, more so.
0: Yeah. I think as well, you know, I think that Keith is just trying to dig Larry out of like the bad impression he's made on us, if you know what I mean. Like he's trying to give him a little bit more backbone, but I don't know if it's working on You me. gotta
1: you gotta back that up, Keith. Yeah, this is, this is showing, showing not telling is how we, <laughs> is how we do this. We, 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 uh, we show these things by making Larry not a boneheaded idiot sitting around watching TV instead of doing, <laughs> instead of doing work. Yeah. Um, the other cops here were all beholden to other masters and wouldn't cooperate with Mal for anything short of cash that he wasn't authorized to provide officially and couldn't afford to provide personally. In the meantime, Mal would wander around the gutter for a while. Maybe he'd get lucky and get a headache. Ooh, end of chapter eight. Nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah, like Larry is. Boy, I, I, I feel I do feel like Keith is trying to give Larry the benefit of the doubt here, but he hasn't done a single thing. no
0: and like i i just feel like larry is you know he's helpful to the point that like he doesn't really have to do like that much if you see what i mean like he he's just like i you know i i understand i've got to like do something here but i hope it's not too much effort you know
1: literally just saying i'll help you with that yeah. Is itself a, a tremendous act of moral fiber in yeah. this in in this in this world, basically.
0: Yeah, you're right in that. I think that you know, obviously, Larry's supposed to be, you know, the goodest of the bad. You know,
1: right? Is Mal good?
0: I guess. Uh... I mean. He is a kind of shit Batman. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got this like utility belt full of pills, and um...
1: well, he he's also psychic. Is the other thing which yeah. we sort of which we sort of tied loosely, we loosely correlated with his ability to just magically intuit the correct next thing to do. Like, yeah. oh, I guess I'm going to wander around the gutter for a while, see what happens. Yeah, see if I get a magical psychic feeling about a place that I should go next. You know, yeah, obviously you can you can do this fucking job. You're getting mental readings about it. You think Larry is getting. Psychic visions of what to do with his job? Obviously I, not.
0: yeah, and i I also love to imagine Mal's like freakish smile <laughs> working on everyone. Mal's yeah. freakish smile really Larry disturbing a number of people.
1: <laughs> Larry has no disturbing smile to That's true. Yeah, so
0: you know he's probably slightly less scary <laughs> to people that he meets.
1: Yeah. So, and you, yeah, and you and you got to imagine Larry. Larry looks up to Mel in some way as like a person who does literally anything. Yeah, right. And that's kind of weird, you know? Isn't that they? They all know that he's got a psychic thing, right? Yeah. So surely they're like, ah, well, what you know? What am I supposed to do? Not psychic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it'd be very easy to write your job off, you know. As well, I'm not. I'm not psychic. How am I supposed to do cop work?
0: But it's interesting because you know, like previously, Mao's job um, was thought of as being undesirable, especially by Mao. Right? Like he didn't really want to be drafted into yeah. that. So the,
1: his current job, his current job. You yeah. Know. But so, he was a he was a detective at this department before. Right. Right. Like back but then. then
0: he
1: yeah, he want he seemed to want he seemed to like doing that job on some level.
0: Yeah. But like that's probably because he looked really good because he had psychic abilities, right?
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say he looked really good because he had a sick duster.
0: Yeah, he had a sick duster and a psychic abilities. So he probably that's- swept into rooms and was like, well, I think it was this guy that did it. It was the yeah. old grandma with the crowbar in the... Living room, and that is this mystery solved. And then he would just sweep out again, and everyone yeah. is like, "I think that guy's psychic, because otherwise he, you know, he's an <laughs> asshole." You know what I mean? Like it's just that is how he used to do his job, and now he actually has to do some work. You know?
1: Oh man, where's butt stuff Sherlock Holmes and all this? I forgot I about butt but <laughs> stuff Sherlock Holmes. Stuff
0: Sherlock Holmes. Um.
1: Uh, all right, chapter nine. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this, baby. Nova had thought that starving to death would be easier than this. Edgy fucking edge, Lord McNova, over here. After leaving Fagin's place, she just walked until she found an alley like the one Billy and Freddy found her in. This one didn't have an AII but then it didn't have much of anything beyond a large trash bin. Nova had been disgusted to see that they still had trash bins down here. Back home, the trash was incinerated regularly right on the premises. Apparently down here in the gutter, it was collected and then sent somewhere else to be incinerated, which struck Nova as a colossal waste of time. Why not just do it there? Another interesting little bit of, of, of kind of like actual sort of sci-fi world building, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, and and just, to, just to sort of refresh us. So so Nova has just left Fagin's place. And she and he said, I'm not going to give you any help. And you're going to need to come back to me for help. Right. Yeah. His, and- his, his idea being that that will compel her to work as like a killing machine for him.
0: Yeah, but like it we were baffled, right? Because we were like why didn't she just immediately kill him? She,
1: yeah, that, right. So that was the obvious sort of uh gaping huge flaming hole in the logic, but the logic was nobody in nobody in the gutter will help Nova and she won't go anywhere else except the gutter and therefore will need to come back to me. Right. Okay. Right. So she is trying to die, I guess. She found a trash bin to lie behind and fell asleep, hoping never to wake up. The problem was, she did wake up, and when she did, she was very hungry. I have to say, here's, sorry, to interrupt, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt um, the reading of this book. Uh, I'll try not to do it again in the future. But we talked before about how Nova is this weird overlap between vapid entitled valley girl on the one hand and sort of goth edgelord joker we live in a society figure on the other end
0: yeah yeah she's 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 actually a little bit um she's almost like kind of she has a slight anti-authoritarian streak right doesn't she
1: but did she that come be. from, did that come from, did that literally start the minute she got telepathic powers? Because prior to that, she's just, was just was a girl hanging daddy's out. daddy's girl, yeah. Just daddy's girl going to birthday parties, eating, empty and buffalo meat, right?
0: Well, I guess it, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the fallout of, you know, her entire family being murdered. Apart from the sister that she doesn't like, which, you know, goddamn, why, why wasn't she murdered, etc.? She's but, the um,
1: only one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why'd well, it have to be her?
0: Yeah, so um, I, I guess that's um, there's a slight bitterness there that, or maybe she's in some sort of emotional turmoil that's making her into that kind of edgier character. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right, let me let me slow you there. Slight bitterness is a is a is a bit of a walk to. I am literally attempting to starve myself to death. Which is what she's doing. Yeah. I guess she she knows she nosedived pretty hard off of that. Yeah. But But she's still finding space to in her mind to judge the poor people for not doing things better. Definitely. Right? She's she's managing to cradle these two sort of sides of herself, which are, you know, don't Seem to naturally fit very well together. Right? I mean, just
0: a slight tangent here, but this she she is really really reminding me at this point of um a show called Dark Angel by James Cameron, uh, starring Jessica Alba, and it is it was terrible, like it was really really bad. Um, and I think partly, it. I mean partly. One of the reasons it really reminds me of that show is because I feel like either the direction was a little bit off or Jessica Alba herself was actually really bad at walking the line that we're watching here happen here with Nova, which is, as you say, in between like the daddy's girl character, like the lovely sweet character and the kind of, uh, I don't want your help, like, I'm a rebel, like, I can do what I want, like, I'm gonna kick ass, like, there's a kind of weird, you know, like, line that's being walked here, and, like, it really reminds me of that show, Um, and I think it might be the symptom of, like, you know when, like, guys, they're confused about whether they want to, like, to um look up to a woman character, or be or protect the woman character, or be attracted to the woman character. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a slight confusion that goes on with men, especially, where they're, like, not sure how to walk this line of making a real woman. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It just Sometimes it kind of comes off as being, like, confused about how, you know, they could have emotions or something I don't know how to explain this well but yes it's very interesting so I'm just saying like I think that there's like there's a problem that happens a lot with female characters in stories and it's I. it might be happening here but also I think what we've discussed before is that really it's probable that Keith was told not to touch Nova's personality too much, right? right? Because well, that, they, he right. didn't know what she was going to turn out like in the game.
1: Well, let's okay. So let's let's sort of create a little bit of a hierarchy here, right? what What's the what's the fundamental component of her personality? Is she a is she a ditzy valley girl with a uh, edge lord component? on top of that or is she an edge lord with who has been you know uh co-opted into the valley girl sort of lifestyle like what's what's the most fu- fundamental to i would personally say we that valley girl is the the base is yeah. the, is is the baseboard right? yeah i would
0: think so because she she actually doesn't seem to have I I guess maybe this is a bit harsh she doesn't seem to have many thoughts not that we're really exposed to her thoughts very often in this book but she doesn't seem to have much opinion on stuff she just has emotions
1: remember that at the beginning of all of this her whole thing was like the servants are people too actually and that was like her big her she had one thought back then right yeah. and that was a banger you know that man that one thought had you know rippled through the entire well, story at that it was point.
0: doing a lot of work
1: it was right, carrying a one, lot yeah. that one single idea that Nova actually had. the
0: work that keith wants it to do is for you to be on her side and sympathize yeah. with her yeah, right?
1: yeah but now but now that one thought that social mindedness has become sort of corrupted and perverted. You know what yeah. I mean? And back then the thing is at the start of the story, her single thought of servants are people too, was couch- was still couched in her very cushy upbringing. Right. So yeah. she was like, uh, daddy, you told me that the servants would be allowed to eat the buffalo meat and I think they should be allowed to do that, right? Like there's very much framed and contextualized by her being a daddy's girl, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, we might be witnessing here the tip from, you know, baby one more time, Britney Spears into, uh, you know, uh, bad girl, I'm a slave for you, Britney Spears right Toxic. that's what what yeah, is happening I'm,
1: yes yeah right exact yes she is in phase two Britney wasn't yeah just Britney? phase two Britney. Yeah. yeah 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 she's fa- okay okay perfect 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 yeah that makes sense because now because she's got the same thing but like she's she's doing the same thing but it's now twisted into this you know uh into this other thing where she's where she is is applying her her valley girl upbringing to an assessment of ways to die. Right? right? She's like, "Oh my god, it'd be just so." Trying to,
0: off- trying to <laughs> figure out f- how to starve herself.
1: Right, <laughs> just, right, like, right. Not really right.
0: understanding how to do it.
1: It would be so <laughs> awful to have to starve to death here, where they just leave trash in the bins. <laughs>
0: yeah, like why? Why don't they use regular bins and not like.
1: I'd be, I'd be happy to starve to death next to a regular incinerator. <laughs> yeah. But there's no, you know, there's no like, there's no impetus to help anything here. She's not like trying to make the society better. She's just gone into like. Because like before she was like, it's, we can make it better, we can improve things. And now she's just like, nope, we're just looking for. For a, a less grody deathbed right right yeah, so that's 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 the that's the the point of her personality shift and where she is.
0: Yeah, and there's also kind of a sense I guess what's also being set up here, you know part of Keith's job is to make her into you know the kind of um like you know rough and tumble badass. That would get mixed up in a video game, right? Like, the, yeah. like what she's what he's doing now is basically tenderizing her, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so she can be like grilled. <laughs>
1: so, like, this is
0: what's happening is Coming, is
1: re, re, yeah, ret- returning to Keith's fine dining metaphor. Yeah, is, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, so
0: she's getting like this is where she gets like you know the the meaty parts and like she's gonna have you know lots of survival skills to fall back on etc right so like yeah. this is where she, this is her this is training day you know except it's like you know there's no denzel it's just you know a valley girl
1: <laughs> right, right it's just right, britney right. spears I, on the street it's just <laughs> it's just death britney uh but the question is is but throughout this this book, is she going to maintain how much of the Valley Girl foundation that we've talked about is going to remain intact? Yeah, you know, like by the time we get back to because remember in our prologue where she's now you know death bought three thousand, um, she's still like sentimental about her birthday party, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Which, as so far as we know, is we're the not going to lose that's... this entirely.
0: The birthday party is the only thing that's ever happened to Nova in her entire life, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> that's true. What else do we don't know? Anything? <laughs> we don't know anything about her life, other than that she had one birthday party.
1: So, <laughs> but that's God. I, you know, how how we not talked about this? I can't think of a single event that's happened to her at all, ever, right? <laughs> we don't know anything we don't know anything at all we it's we could we we i could write you so much about malcolm and his life and we got one paragraph about a date that he's been on that had more substance and texture than any of nova's backstory you know yeah
0: it's really weird isn't it i mean i guess keith's done it so daftly we haven't even noticed but like yeah it's really bizarre that we don't know more about her you know we just we know more than more about constantino and he's dead
1: oh yeah i don't we constantino died on like page 30 and he will and nova will never hit what he will never no. accomplish i think what he managed I, to do never, we will never we will never
0: love 30, nova like 30 dense love pages him
1: like right 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 (laughs) constantina was like baby i only got a few pages here i'm swinging for the fucking fences right right yeah and And nova nova knows nova knows that she has two books and was slated for a whole video game series she's got time to kill right right she's not worried she's she's going we'll we'll get to my backstory whatever yeah don't worry about that Um, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Let's try not to interrupt anymore and just stick to the story. Um, she found a trash bin to lie behind and fell asleep, hoping never to wake up. The problem was she did wake up. And when she did, she was very hungry. Ignoring it proved impossible. Her stomach rumbled as loudly as the thoughts of the people around her. Which at this, uh, which she was getting better at tuning out, even as she got worse at ignoring her hunger, she tried to think of other things, but it just sent her back to food. Maybe Nova was the hungry person, uh, from from the minds that she was reading. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't offer. We that did. We
0: suggestion. thought it was like, yeah, we thought it was a henchman, didn't we? <laughs> it yeah, he was just really hungry,
1: <laughs> right? But here we now we know that Nova. It's uh, very hungry. Gets hungry, yeah. Yeah. Which which is uh uh fleshes out her personality in new ways. Um she tried to think of other things, but it just sent her back to food or to things she didn't want to think about. Uh thinking about home made her think of the banquets mommy used to put together. Thinking about her family made her think of how they died. Thinking about Morgan made her ill. <laughs> I, I guess. Morgan is one of the only other, like, sort of points of personality for her, in a sense. Like, well, the she other was thing we, out by him.
0: Yeah, the other thing we know about Nova is that I think more than one boy has hit on her, and therefore she must be attractive. <laughs> That's the other thing we know about <laughs> Nova,
1: right? She's here on the cover. I'm looking at her here on the cover, and, you know, she's just a blonde, ponytailed you know, fresh-faced young woman, like, uh, you know, this, it looks like the sort of prototypical kind of, you know, attractive (laughs) valley girl type to me.
0: I mean, it's weird because, you know, I guess it's kind of rare for video games to have a woman protagonist, or it definitely was during this era. Yeah. Um... Like there's um, Metroid and Tomb Raider, and is that it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Think of anything else. Right, right, right. Uh, After two days, she got a distract. Two days after two days, she got a distraction: a very small, very filthy tabby cat with half its left ear missing, who enjoyed foraging in the trash bin. The background noise of human thoughts around her had dimmed a bit. But when the cat came up to her, she found herself almost embraced by the cat's own rather straightforward thoughts: food, not food, find food, sleep. It never got more complicated than that. Much like, much like Nova, this cat has yeah, nearly, she... ne- nearly no thoughts in
0: his head. <laughs> she, she's finding some
1: kinship. Yeah, like, she, exactly. She's like so-
0: nothing.
1: Finally, someone I can relate to. <laughs> It, it never it never got more complicated than that see just again just, just like nova just like nova
0: they just However, looked into each other's eyes and recognized the same soul
1: right right you are me i am you we should stick together uh, this cat does want to sleep though which is I don't know if we've heard much about Nova sleeping. So maybe this cat, you know, is into some shit that Nova can't relate to.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It's another he... facet
0: of a personality right. that she right. doesn't like, have. This,
1: this, this cat is sort of multifaceted in a way that Nova is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this cat has multiple sets of interests. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Nova just might not really be able to keep up with that. Yeah. Right
0: oh hey
1: you know it's all right uh not all relationships are meant to last forever some are beautiful for a a little (laughs) moment in time you know and then you move on from them right that just might be how it is with nova and this cat you know this cat this cat just might turn out to be too complex for what she's looking for in someone
0: yeah true
1: uh man nova should have stuck with that advertising robot
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a very simple friend.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. However, the cat decided that, even though she wasn't food, Nova was a decent enough sort for her to curl up next to when they both went to sleep. Aww. By the fourth day of her Fagin-imposed exile, she had decided to name the cat Pip. (laughs) After the kitten she'd had... For about two weeks when she was a girl. Another, uh, presumably another Dickens reference.
0: Yeah, of course the Dickens.
1: Yeah, always, always the Dickens. Um, Unfortunately, while Pip, who was a Siamese, got along fine with Nova, she constantly hissed at everyone else in the house. Uh, From the hired help to Zeb, and mommy and daddy both agreed that she had to go. Pip wound up with the family of the one servant the cat could stand, Rebecca, Nova's hairdresser. Nova visited her as often as decorum permitted a member of the old families to visit the home of a servant. Uh, while well, Ooh, ooh. Kara, are you seeing what? what I'm seeing?
0: The 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 spelling error that We've has
1: happened. We've got a typo. <gasps> On, On page, page 115. one one five, page one hundred and fifteen, this is the first typo that I have seen. It's a distinct typo, unless the unless the word "whlie" is a, an English word that I have never heard of before. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that our uh, our immaculate author has finally made a mistake. Um, mm. Keith is human. Ugh. It turns out.
0: Indeed. But, you know,
1: let's let's not, okay, let's not count out the idea that Keith could be dropping typos intentionally to sort of keep himself grounded, you know, yeah. and, and relatable to normal humans who make mistakes. Indeed. Right? So.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that that's the charitable assumption for this. For sure. While Pip wandered off occasionally, she always came back to Nova. Unlike her namesake, uh, oh, yeah.
0: Now she's like,
1: now she's talking about current her cat.
0: Current, yeah. Cat. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. I thought
1: I thought it was talking about her namesake, meaning Pip from from Great Expectations.
0: And oh,
1: I was like, <laughs> wow, Keith, this is really some, this is you're getting into it deep here. Yeah. Um, at one point, she even offered a mouse that she had caught for her. For that she had caught her very own self. Food for big hairless cat was her thought upon dropping the mouse in front of Nova. Big this hairless cat. This is the best story so far. This Just is,
0: reading the thoughts of a cat is, is very entertaining.
1: This is 100% the most invested I have been in anything Nova has done. So far <laughs> yes. Throughout the book. <laughs> Nova, Nova is now inside of a set of circumstances that I feel emotionally attached to. I also think it's worth, I also think it's worth noting that, so when Nova was younger, she had a cat that had to go to the, to live with the servants, right? And then Nova would go visit. And there we get a bit of our, you know, uh, sort of social justice warrior nova starting like right like there's a there's a foundation for that yeah right where she's like we
0: we are actually getting
1: we are actually getting backstory for nova here which we were which we were lamenting just two seconds ago so now there's a bit of this okay nova here's here nova has a reason to be sort of invested in the lives of servants
0: well i mean yeah, although the reason that she's visiting the servant is to see her cat and not to uh, be.
1: Hey, you. We take yeah. what we get. All right. Yeah. We, yeah. Take, we We take it where we get it. If that, if if a better life for servants is uh, negotiated via an affinity for cute animals, that's that's how we get there. Yeah. Right. Right. So but it but i you know maybe maybe like that just could be again part of the like this is where it sort of started you know yeah and and obviously then nova's current affinity for this cat you know do her positive feelings just stem from cute animals sort of generally speaking yeah right um the idea a uh, uh, big hairless cat nova had soon realized was how pip thought of her The idea of a creature other than a cat never entered her worldview. The idea of... Oh, the idea of a creature other than a cat never entered the cat's worldview. Okay. So the cat sees everything as cats. (laughs) Is what this is saying. Right. Okay. To the cat, everything is just variations on types of cat. Right. Okay. She was very displeased when Nova refused to eat the mouse and Pip disappeared for the better part of a day. Nova had wondered if she'd ever come back and found that she was pleased when she did, almost 20 hours later. When Pip was around, it was easier to keep the other thoughts silent. Pip wasn't quite the dead zone that the AAI was, but that was better in a way. Okay, so, all right. I had said that I thought the the AI robot would be good for Nova, but I guess Nova saw it as too vapid.
0: Yeah, she's she's trying it out and it's rubbish, so she prefers the
1: cat. But is that is that not because the 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 robot is too clear of a mirror into her own vapidity. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah it could be although cat gives
1: her something to aspire to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also, aren't these AIs supposed to be, like, one-track mind? Like, this is a product I recommend to you kind of deal.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, no, that's what I think Nova is. You think? Like, Nova... Well, I don't know. That's what I'm proposing, is that Nova is similarly one-track-minded.
0: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, she doesn't really... Again, you're right. She doesn't have that many thoughts. She just has one thought, mostly, which is... Yeah what am I doing here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting used to the cat's thoughts provided good practice for human thoughts. At least that was her theory. Uh, all right. A small voice in her head said, What difference does it make? You want to die anyway, right? She ignored it. Ooh. On the fifth night, she awoke with a start, having dreamed of a very large steak with a three-color salad covered in the cook's mouth-watering mustard vinaigrette. All of it washed down with franberry juice. Baby, (gasps) those franberries. Franberries! Can't can't forget about those franberries. She'll always be, now that she's tasted franberry nectar, she'll never be able to go back.
0: Once a franberry girl, always a franberry girl.
1: That's tough, man. You're out here, you're trying to adapt, and you know in your heart of hearts, you're a Franberry girl.
0: It's... that's it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's sad. She couldn't take it anymore. She had to eat something. Getting to her feet, she looked down at her clothes. Her blouse, which was once white, now was streaked with gray and black and other colors she wasn't sure she wanted to identify. Like what? Red Is it shirt Red? covered
0: in shit. Like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> her white denim pants had even more colors on them. Somewhere along the line, she'd misplaced her shoes. Her white socks were riddled with holes, and her feet were killing her. Misplaced her shoes.
0: Yeah, that's a bit weird. Also, like. Wow, you know, you you really don't want to be in the gutter wearing all white. <laughs> like, yeah. that is a mistake and a half for a wardrobe. Like, come yeah. on, Nova.
1: Come on. With some valley girl you are. I wonder how she misplaced her. Because if she had her shoes when this whole thing started, did she take them off? Like, Yeah, what did she did do? She, did she leave them somewhere? Just to, you know... I'll be back for you later. Why would you take your shoes off? That's what I'm wondering, because the way it's phrased is that somewhere along the the line, she'd misplaced her shoes. That is not how I would, if she had lost them in the explosion, then that would have been a clear, that wouldn't have been like, hmm, I feel like there was something that happened big today that changed my state of being in some way. That's not really how this is phrased. This is phrased as somewhere along the line. Did she so,
0: throw them at someone? Yeah.
1: Did she use them in some sort of like MacGyver-esque getting herself out of a tricky situation kind of thing?
0: Yeah, like maybe she like tied the laces together and used it as a bola.
1: Ooh, yeah, to like trip someone and then yeah. yeah
0: or like I don't know, suffocate strangle them. But that but,
1: <laughs> but the but the phrase misplaced her shoes is so much more innocuous than that, right? She's like she just randomly forgot them. If she strangled someone to death with her shoes, she would put the shoes back on, sure. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not a, you know, she's very conscious and aware of the shoes in that situation. If she's using the shoes to strangle someone, she knows where the shoes are right they're in her hand
0: she's misplaced them so it does it does make it seem like she forgot like purely forgot them so that's what i'm saying
1: and you can't (laughs) that's why that's that's wild but if you misplaced you know your handbag or something right that's one thing shoes are by nature tied to you right they, you know, you don't, or I mean, not not all shoes are, obviously, but they're, like, affixed to you in some way. They're, the point of shoes is not to leave your body while you're using them.
0: Yeah, right? it's a bit weird to, like, to You have to have a reason to take shoes off as well, and she hasn't been anywhere that you would have to do
1: that. It's the very opposite. Every single place she has been demands that she wear shoes, right? Yeah. It's very, very specific that that she keep the shoes on. Right? So misplacing her shoes is a wild, wild action on this adventure that she's been on.
0: Yeah. It's so weird.
1: Um, wow. Yeah. All right. I don't know something about the cat. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, her hair felt like strands of wheat attached to her head and her teeth ached. It had been days since her last shower or dental, and she probably looked terrible. But it didn't matter, because she had to eat something or she'd die. You said you wanted to die, the small voice reminded her once again. But now it was drowned out by the much bigger voice that was reminding her of the steak dinner she'd just dreamed about. Forcing her feet to move for the first time in several days, she inched out of the out of the alley. All right, you ready? Here's mental, more uh, mental garbage. Okay. All right. Why do I gotta... All these bills. Go to school. Ain't I... I don't know how the flick I'm gonna... None of that. Pay them all.
0: Gonna do me. Now listen to this song. This song is crap a lot of
1: good in utter garbage you won't believe the real world how bad this song is really i need to know more about this song that this person is is fixated on oh god here in the gutter uh like what what in the gutter do people think is bad music um and instantly regretted it the thoughts beat into her head she tried to force them out after a few moments she was able to tamp them down to a dull roar. It was easier this time. Pip sauntered up along her, alongside her. Big hairless cat, go away? Crouching to give Pip a scritch on the neck, which she liked a great deal. Her thoughts when Nova stopped were always, Why stop itch, go away? She said, I'll be back soon. I have to find some big hairless cat food.
0: I feel like this cat has, like, way more of a personality than anyone in this book.
1: Maybe not anyone, but a significant number of them. It's so adorable. Yeah, this cat is pretty adorable. Um, With that, she stood back up and set out, determined to walk the streets of the gutter until she found something to eat. Aside from hover bikes, vehicles didn't generally come down this way, except for the buses on the main thoroughfares. Most of the streets of the gutter were walkways, with the neighborhoods divided by those main thoroughfares. When she turned the corner out of the alleyway onto Decker Way, she saw a few stores and several AAIs imploring her to purchase a particular product. She easily ignored the latter, paying closer attention to the former. But none of them sold food. How are you going to buy the food once you find it? She asked herself. You don't have any money. Nova decided to worry about that when she found a place. She started walking down Decker. This this meant this Nova talking to herself in this way is we haven't really heard this before, right? Yeah. Like, like nowhere has this voice factored into anything Nova's done before. No. Right? And it's a very sort of like sullen, downtrodden sort of voice.
0: Yeah, she's not really talking to herself very much. So we don't really know what she's thinking a lot. But like, you know, she does have these kind of like, you know, you're hard done by kind of thoughts, right?
1: See, here's what I think. I think we're building the personality for Nova. Right? <gasps> this is this is the hint of a personality starting to emerge. You know, right now it's just a thought telling her to kill herself but one day that's going to be a full blown uh manic depressive psychic uh way of being you know right. what i mean right right one day she's actually going to have a full emotive range of self deprecating thoughts and this Let's one hope. is just kind of like the you know the little bud about to flower into that personality After passing a pharmacy, a pawn shop, and a bar, which she considered until the minds of the people inside told her that they didn't have food, only alcohol, which is the worst thing she could have right now. (laughs) Am I right? Oh my God. (laughs) She finally went by a small place with a sign that said Milton Bodega. I I like how apparently inside the bar, these people are sitting around thinking to themselves, no food here. Only booze. Am I right? My (laughs) fellow alcoholic.
0: I mean, that would be so useful if you could have the ability to be able to tell if a bar serves food or not just by looking at it. Like perfect.
1: (laughs) Well, Because right. So the thing is that how would she know, would she know the the literal entire condition of everything in the bar just by reading people's minds or do they have to be, or they do, they have to be specifically thinking about something like food yeah right because presumably unless she can literally intuit every single thing about anything anything someone's thinking she would have to know that someone is thinking about specifically about food someone in that bar has to be thinking about food and be asking about it and to be not getting what they want
0: sure wish i could have a pizza right about now but no one here serves food i guess that's what someone is thinking
1: Someone in that bar is sitting there ruminating to themselves about the fact that there's no food in this bar and they're super unhappy about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also,
0: like, I feel like Keith is so obsessed with classical literature. We've got like Milton Bodega. Is that like. A reference to Milton? Like, I don't know. I I think that the Dickens references really got me thinking about, you know, like all of our classical references right now, like Yates and, yeah. you know, Dickens. And are we getting Milton now? I don't know.
1: You'll find if you zoom out from this that uh, Starcraft Ghost Nova is actually a one-to-one overlap with The Odyssey. Uh, and it actually tells... That story, uh, for a contemporary audience, it's a perfect one-to-one plot. uh, Well, I mean,
0: technically, you know, uh, Nova has lost paradise. You know, she Mm -hmm. she's, you know, paradise has been lost in this (laughs) situation.
1: So when when you go beyond the title of the book, Paradise Lost. If you go past that one, uh, that single <laughs> phrase, uh, any, anything else, any other connections there?
0: Uh, you know, it's about how the devil falls from heaven and rebels against God.
1: Nova did <laughs> fall like, from that tower. She, she right? did. Exactly. She and did so, fall from that tower. You know, Keith has just plotted this out
0: very carefully to be a one-to-one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I God, uh, I, I reread uh, The Count of Monte Cristo recently, which would be a great version of the, which would make a, a really good, I mean, you could see because Count of Monte Cristo is like a revenge story about like this guy gets wronged by these people and then gets a fortune and goes back to fuck up their lives. Oh, and cool. I've never you, actually read it. Oh, it's so it's really, really good. And, awesome. and you could imagine, you could imagine Keith applying *Count of Monte Cristo* here to Nova. You know, building up these psychic powers and then going back to fuck up these people, which who killed her family. Which it sounds like, in some ways, is what uh, is what is going to happen here. Um, yeah. So you know, there is another classic that we could be. Um, yeah. That we could be, you know.
0: Well, I think um, that *Paradise Lost* is like you know, the devil raises a you know like rebellious army of all the fallen angels and then you know goes to face god and whatnot i mean you know mm-hmm. who knows whether he wins or not <laughs> he's <laughs> not gonna win but uh but yeah is i don't it- know if calling uh
1: Nova the devil is really useful here well let's think about that is
0: that useful so i mean she
1: she's killed a bunch of people
0: yes yes
1: She's killed a bunch of people. She is a, she has a very, she is developing, cultivating a very bleak, uh, dark outlook on life and herself and others. She wants to die a lot, right? There's a yeah. blackness in her. Yeah. Um, wait, she
0: is she a end- millennial who's, is she a millennial who's out to literally attack a dethrone God?
1: See, that's <laughs> the question. Is that where this is all going? <laughs>
0: I mean, is she going to get to Handy
1: Anderson and take him out? That's what right. That's the question we're asking. Right. right, right. That's the that's the that's the thing. That's what has that's what it has to be. Is she has to dethrone Handy Anderson, right? For it to track, that would be so that.
0: exciting.
1: But I don't think that's where this book is going, because we already talked about you know the people that killed her family being kind of her, you know, her point of yeah. there
0: they're the they're the, but, the aim
1: but there's a sequel to this book starcraft ghost specters and it's oh possible no. that in starcraft ghost specters we might have to read it to kill god <laughs> okay not written by keith r.a DeCandido. candido remember written by i believe nate kenyon um so i don't know maybe maybe nate doesn't share keith's um proclivities toward classical literature
0: The contrast of reading the two would be fun.
1: It could be fun. That could be fun. Uh, She finally went by a small place with a sign that said Milton Bodega. The place was notable for two reasons. It was the first source of food she'd found since leaving her alley, and it didn't have an AAI outside its doors hawking its wares. She knew that the second word had its origin on old earth and referred to what they called a neighborhood store. The first word derived from the owner of this bodega, a couple by the name of Gray and Alana Milton. They'd bought the store five years ago from the previous owner with money they'd saved up working at the hover bike plant owned by Nova's own father. The, oh same, my one, God. the same one that was attacked by rebels the night of her 15th birthday. A tear streaked down Nova's cheek at the memory. Which she wiped away with her filth encrusted sleeve. Uh with uh, they'd saved up wow. Okay, so they got out of the hoverbike situation before it They're was a
0: hoverbike veterans from the hoverbike factory disaster.
1: Yeah, but they but they were not around. so these people were not around for the for this hoverbike disaster. Because they got out. They got out. Maybe they knew. Maybe, maybe they knew.
0: Maybe, maybe yeah. Do you think they like maybe, Constantino or no? These people? Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, that's a question we never really got into. It's like complicated, do the people... isn't it? Yeah, it's a like, complicated question because
0: we don't know whether he was a good boss or whether he's a horrible boss, and then he's trying to, you know, make good. I don't know. It's 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 hard. It's a complicated question. I imagine yeah. they probably don't like him that much.
1: So okay, here's what I th- here's the kind of boss I think Constantino is. I think Constantino's the kind of boss who goes like who 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 goes to his workers and is like, Alright, everyone, you've all been such good workers. I'm giving all of you the month off. And everyone like cheers, right? Because they're like, Yay, time with our families and whatever. And then as a result of that month off, the business tanks and goes under, and everybody loses their jobs. Right? Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing So
0: you know is just like really dumb
1: <laughs> good like like good intentioned and 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 terrible at execution right, basically. Is kind I of thought I he
0: it. was more like kind of like uh you know like the office style clueless boss, uh, <laughs> you know, where he's like he thinks he's like <laughs> a heroic figure, but actually everyone like makes faces behind his back, you know that kind of guy.
1: <laughs> Right, but see, you know, in the real world, in the real world, the like in the the if the if the events of the office were took place in the real world, that company would have gone under so long ago. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Like, yeah, they survive. They the company manages to continue through what is obviously a situation that no company should have should have gone through. Right? Yeah, um, it was really only plot armor that kept under Mifflin in business. I think. Um. Uh, but I could see that. I like, I like, I like Constantino as Michael Scott from The Office.
0: Yeah. Man, Keith is really laying it on thick with this, like, you know, filth encrusted sleeve stuff. Like, <laughs> this little girl <laughs> in this, this horrible world.
1: Yeah. Just reminding us. Well, he has to justify her descent into being into these, you know, terrible thoughts that she's having. Right? Yeah. Right. He needs to reinforce where this depressive personality is coming from, basically. Yeah. And it's the how filthy her clothes are.
0: She wore right. white, to <laughs> goes, uh, white... white to a dirt party.
1: As the saying goes. Uh don't wear white to a dirt party. <laughs> 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 that's the kind of thing that I feel like That's the kind of thing that I feel like they would say in the in the Terra family.
0: They would, they would have a saying.
1: They would have a saying for that. Yeah, don't wear white to a dirt party. Um uh, I'm gonna
0: write that down and use it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Let's let's find out more about the Miltons neither of the Miltons were in the store at the moment as they were asleep in a tiny apartment one floor above the bodega so they could run the overnight shift since they didn't trust their hired help to mind the place during that time of night when the bad elements came in they'd been robbed several times all while all while the hired help ran overnight so they decided to just take care of it themselves. Nova learned that the Miltons didn't have an AAI because they thought it was an extravagance. They were known in in the neighborhood. The AAI wouldn't bring in enough new business, Gray said, to justify the expense. Their customers knew them, and word of mouth did the trick a lot more than one of those stupid machines. Uh, Since it was still early evening, they had the hired help in the store. A boy named Benji, who was, Alana's, who was Alana's nephew, which was the only reason why he had the job. Benji wasn't very bright, unlike so many other of our characters here in StarCraft Ghost Nova who are um, real intellectual powerhouses. Yeah. Uh, Benji wasn't very bright and was being lured by the easy money of the drug trade. And so Alana convinced Grey to let him have the job, to at least give him a chance. Nova stopped. She realized that the only way she was going to get food was to steal it, which meant that she'd commit a crime on Benji's watch, which meant that Benji would fail in what he was supposed to do, keep the bodega safe, which would get him fired and back out on the streets and probably, before too long, working for Fagin. She wouldn't wish that on anyone. So she moved on. She wouldn't do that to Alana and Grey or to Benji. They all deserved better. Wow, okay. Social justice warrior Nova back in the saddle. She's
0: just, like, eavesdropping on people's lives, like, in-depth. Like, just really, just going in there, like... You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, healthy at all. She's, like, properly, like, taking all of their information down and, like, storing it.
1: What? So... uh, So... Again, my question is, do they have to be specifically thinking these thoughts? Or does Nova just know literally everything about everyone at all times?
0: Does she just, like, rake their brains? Like...
1: but the way that Keith writes the, 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 when she's like reading other people's brains, he writes it as specific thoughts that they're having, like specific wordy thoughts. Right. So for her to, for her to think into this, she would have to, Nova learned neither, okay. Yeah, Nova learned that the Miltons didn't have, have an AAI because they thought it was an extravagance. She's l- reading this from their minds, right? She's just like yeah. coming, un- like unless unless the people in the shop are sitting there thinking their life stories to themselves, right? Just narrating, narrating to themselves everything that's going on in their in their world. Right.
0: Yeah. Like she's basically delving into their brains.
1: It's so different than how it's presented other in, in other situations where it's presented just as specifically like their, their stream of consciousness, you know?
0: Yeah. So she can do both, I
1: guess. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I, Nova's such a, I can't pin her down. I don't know if she's good if she's bad i don't know if she is for the people i don't know if she is just a you know satan falling you know and and trying to destroy god um i don't know she she doesn't she just the little slippery fish keeps kind of defying um you know categorization i guess
0: yeah it's really weird
1: um Let's uh let's bookmark it there for today. Okay. We got from page, oh wow, we got from page one hundred and eleven to page one hundred and nineteen. That is a rip roaring pace. That's that good for us. Yeah, really good today. Yeah, that's crazy. What did we learn today? I don't know what we learned really. The cat. Is the cat has some is cute the, thoughts? <laughs> the cat the cat is like the only takeaway here. We I mean almost all of this was just Nova doing things and going around, and the cat is like the only thing I can remember.
0: Yeah, or like Larry Larry is is a is a jobs worth type. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Uh yeah, Larry Larry's an idiot. I hope we get to see Larry again because I like how I like how dumb he is. Yeah, he's pretty um, dumb he is pretty dumb uh yeah i don't know uh i not not much but there you go that's what we got so thanks for listening to the inspirational quarterly uh i don't know why you're still listening to this podcast but there we go thank you anyway um yeah and thank you keith and thank you, Keith. And, and uh, let's, let's check our Yates quote today, uh, because the, on, the running Yates quote that we are assessing here is, there are no strangers, only friends who have not met yet. Um, meaning, did we meet someone new on today's uh, reading? And we did. We met several new people. We met Pip the Cat. We met Alana and Gray from The Shop and Benji, the dumb boy. Um, and the, um, God, the, uh, servant, what was her name? Rebecca. No, Nova's hairdresser.
0: Oh yeah. Her hairdresser who had the cat Pip.
1: Right. Who had the other cat Pip. So there's two cats. Yes. We met two Two cats. cats So that, so, so today was, um, chock full of new characters. Yeah. We,
0: we had a good time. Um,
1: so, so quote, quote stands two weeks in a row uh if you uh would like to send us an email you can do so at the inspirational at gmail.com um where you can tell us which piece of classical literature starcraft ghost nova most closely corresponds to in its structure and storytelling um and that's it that's all i got
0: (laughs) that is a really awesome uh Suggestion, please send us those
1: emails. (laughs) Um, that's that's all we got today. Join us next time um, when the intention is to read Starcraft Ghost Nova. Amazing. So that so that sounds like fun. Yeah, it sounds like fun to you. Come on back and uh, we'll do this again. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.